Welcome to the Confessions of a Practicing Christian Podcast with yours truly, Erin Bernice, where I give godly counsel on all things success, life, and wellness. You already know we're dropping that heat for you today, but before we get into things, allow me to give you some wellness tips by introducing you to some natural remedies. So for today's natural remedy, we have Manuka honey. Manuka honey is a great all-around wonder food. It contains antiviral, antimicrobial, and antibacterial properties. It can be used to boost the immune system to help fight off a variety of illnesses. It can be applied to cuts and wounds, as well as ulcers to assist in the healing process. It improves skin conditions like eczema and acne, as well as be used as a natural moisturizer as it improves skin hydration. Manuka honey is also an energy booster. Because of its high nutrient density, it makes a great natural energy booster. Manuka honey can be purchased at stores like Costco, Whole Foods, the vitamin shop, as well as online. When purchasing Manuka honey, look for the UMF label. This label indicates the sign of authenticity and potency. A UMF of 10 plus is recommended due to the increased antibacterial effect. Manuka honey is a great addition to your daily health supplements, and y'all already know how the motto goes. Health is well, so go check it out today. Hey there, gorgeous. I see you being you, doing what you do, keeping up with the latest and greatest, never being shady. Go ahead then, cutie. And because I know you keep up with the latest in beauty trends, let me keep you hip on something special for them lips. Go check out Finesse Beauty. Finesse Beauty offers the latest in hot and flirty lip colors. Our perfectly intense lipstick feels great and gives long-lasting wear. Get the bold look and finish of a smooth or matte lipstick without blemish. Shop www. Erinfinice.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Finice Beauty to keep up with the latest and hottest products, giveaways, and discounts. Shop now for all skin types. Now let's get into the show, y'all. Woke up today, feeling great. No worries, today is a new day. Even with the lot on my plate. Man, I have it all, but I always have faith. So we gon' keep it real, we gon' keep it true And still praise God with a new groove Come together and push through It's amazing what prayer can do Cause sometimes it's hard to see The blessings right in front of me Follow the light and now I see God has been so good to me Your grace, your love, they make me smile Your words, they still haven't let me down All good cause we living better now so this week, I've been having a one-on-one with God about doing it now. And actually, God has been having a one-on-one with me about patience. Because in my mind, I think whatever I pray for is supposed to come to pass right then. Like, God, I want it now because I'm a faithful servant. Why aren't you doing it? But God let me know my ways are not his ways. My thoughts are not his thoughts. When I ask God for something, it's immediately answered if it's in his will. I just can't change my way of thinking or asking. I just have to stay in faith and believe that when the time is right, he'll make it happen. And I think that's what God is training me for. So if I can give you guys some encouragement on waiting, hey, be patient in your waiting season. Speaking of waiting season, nature and us have the seasons in coming. The Bible states that for everything, there is a season. 
So with that being said, let's start it off with Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8 states that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and also a time for peace. So I'm like, God, okay, okay. I, I, I see what you did there. So he let me know for everything there is a season. And with that being said, you have an off season. So in your off season, God is preparing you and he's developing you. So how many of y'all knew that God had seasons for our life? Yeah, I know. Like, even though I read the Bible, God really has to come back full circle with things. Like, ma'am, let me direct you to this scripture just in case you forgot. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. So with that being said, as mentioned in the scripture, it's a time for flourishing and it's a time to pick up and a time to die. You know, so with this in mind, my message for those who are in their waiting season, or sometimes it feels like a dry season, is to be patient. Sometimes we get so aggravated with God because we don't think we're supposed to wait or have dry seasons. We want to have winning seasons all the time. So that brings me to the point of every person in the Bible that God projected into leadership or he used them in a powerful way, God sent them through a period of dormancy or a dry season. God had to use certain experiences of their life to develop their character and humble them. So take, for instance, Joseph. He was sold into slavery thrown into prison because he refused to sleep with Potiphar's wife. John the Baptist, he was born with a prophecy over his life. He was sent to prison and beheaded. Saul, or also known as Paul, he suffered in Christ's sake in prison. So I just want to let you know that not all the time you have to be doing anything to be in your waiting season. You haven't done anything wrong. This is just a season in your life that God is developing you. And you got to know that while he's developing you, he's developing your faith. Faith through experiences produces endurance and spiritual maturity. And that's why you need to know because you got to know that there are new levels and new devils. And when you get to these levels, you got to be able to withstand the people and things and situations that you're going to go through to shake your mentality or shake your mental health or just to shake up things around you or question God. So, you know, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Yeah, that's true. Your next level, you're going to be battling supernatural things to shake your faith. You have to be prepared for it. You got to know that in God, to whom much is given, much is required. With that being said, like I meet so many individuals who want the success. And it's like, you know, be careful, you know, and what you're asking. Ask God for strength. Ask God for wisdom. If you're asking God for a leadership or success, God has to break you down to build you up. I meet so many individuals who want to be successful and shine on people who counted them out. It's like, listen, change your way of thinking when you say shine on people because if you're asking God to be in your life, yeah, that's not his way of doing things. And so it makes me shake my head and laugh because I know God is really about to humble them. And you know, some things, you know, you can avoid, but some things God have, he has to teach you. Everybody had to go through. I know I had to because baby, I couldn't wait. <laughs> God has to teach you about humility, 
selflessness, servitude, generosity, and giving before he launched you into leadership or success. Because he knows if he doesn't, you will self-destruct. See, that's why you see so many celebrities on drugs or they die from drugs or drug overdoses, rather. They're struggling to cope with reality because one thing I know in God, money can't build character. God develops your character for this reason so you don't self-implode. God is preparing you for these things, which leads me to the next point. Being blessed to be a blessing. God is preparing you as a way or answer to fulfill someone's prayer. You ever been in a situation where God moved on you to do something special or bless somebody? You wouldn't have been able to hear God if you weren't on one accord with him. God has to prepare you in order for him to be able to move through you. You have to be able to hear him or you have to be able to feel him to know when to act. In the word, it reminds me of so many instances in which God had someone lined up as an answer to someone's prayer. One of my favorite stories is when Jesus went to Jerusalem riding on a donkey and the people sang praises in his name. This was right before his crucifixion. But what's important to note is that Jesus sent two disciples ahead of him in the village. He sent them ahead saying, go to the village ahead of me and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her coat by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. In Jesus' time, a donkey was a valuable possession. And the only explanation that was given to the owner of the donkey was that the Lord needs them. But I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit had to move on them because if they were anything like we are in this day and time, it's like that would be equivalent to a complete stranger coming up to you and asking you, hey, can I borrow your car to go to the store or take my mom to the store? I know. I'm like, oh, I don't know you, fam. Listen. <laughs> but whomever it was, they were in a position. God placed them there. And so God had a stranger lined up as an answer to his word. He needs you the same way. He needs you to be an answer. But God can't use you unless he's able to speak to your heart or spirit to be used by him. This is why God molds our character for and through experiences. You have to be in a position to be used by God. Understand that in your dry season, God is developing you. Think about this. The things you want in life require character development. And some of us want success, but we don't want the struggle. So that's why God also has to prune us. In your pruning season, God is cutting away old things and making all things new. We ask God daily to remove the enemy. All weapons formed by him and everything not of God. I know that's my prayer. God shield and protect me for things that are not you and anything that's not your will or anything that you don't want for me, I don't want. And I know that's my prayer. And in asking God that, I know things and people start to drop off and it gets lonely sometimes. It's like, all right, God, people dropping like flies. You, you just left me out here alone. Wait a minute. What's going on? But so many times we just shaking at the unfamiliarity and also the loneliness of the situation. But that's God's purpose. God has to prune you for success. Pruning means that he cutting away dead or overgrown things in your life to increase fruitfulness and growth. Developing your character, again, it requires pruning. 
And so the minute he does, we get nervous and question God about the unfamiliarity, as I said. If you pray for peace and friends and spouses start dropping off, don't be like Aaron. <laughs> don't go back and pick these people or things up out the trash because you are afraid of unfamiliarity. God is not the author of confusion. If he meant for them to stay, you couldn't run them out your life if you tried. Holding on to dead things only delay your growth and your blessings. Don't let nobody or nothing hold your blessings hostage. Pruning displays God's handiwork so we can effectively produce and grow. If you anything like me, you have a hard time severing ties because of familiarity. I can't tell you how many times God has separated an individual from me or a thing or an opportunity from me. And I went right back and reconnected. Y'all, don't be like Aaron again. Don't be hard-headed like me. <laughs> Ask God to teach you how to be more connected to him in this season or in this time away. God has to prune bad habits and distractions out of your life so that you can be productive. God is also a jealous God. He has to prune anything that competes with him out of your life. Nothing or no one comes before God. And a lot of things we put on a pedestal before God. And what I mean by that, anything we put before God, as in we don't spend enough time with God. The only time we come to God is when we're asking for something or when we need something. No, that's not how that works. You pray when it's going good and you pray when it's going bad. You have a relationship with God. And I don't know any relationship that you only come to the, that significant other when you need something. No, you with them through the good and the bad. And you're on a daily basis connecting with them, talking to them, learning with them. And that's how God wants to do you. And anything you put before that, God has to cut it. And he has to let you know that like, hey, I'm a jealous God. I need you to focus on me. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. That Keyword, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added to you. So when you start seeking him, he'll put the right people, the right opportunities and everything else in line because you put him first and it was a way of sacrifice. And that's all God wants. He only wants you to sacrifice things of the flesh in order to get to know him and in order to get what he has in line for you. So it doesn't hurt you because he knows that the enemy is constantly trying to trick you and fool you and rob you of your blessings in God. God doesn't snatch his blessings back at all, but the devil can come rob you of what God blessed you with. And if you have a relationship with God, he can give you that discernment. And the devil isn't able to pull the wool over your eyes or rob you of what God had for you or has blessed you with. Sometimes the reason things didn't work out is because we made it an idol over God. So I'm going to leave y'all with some sound advice. Anything you love, give it to God and let God repurpose it or let God perfect it. God will only do one or three things. He's either going to add, subtract, or multiply. Either way, you definitely want God's hand in it and on it. Let God do his job, sis. Let go and let God. And I, for one, am talking to me because I have to remind myself of this on a daily. So thank him in your waiting. Isaiah 40, 31 says that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like an eagle. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. If you hold on and wait on God, God got you. He going to give you the strength and the faith and the discipline and the knowledge and all the tools you need in order to be successful. Just wait. You know, all these things work your faith and it allows you to mature in God. So things on the next level doesn't shake you or it doesn't mess with you mentally. So 
Thank him while he's pruning you. Thank him while he's developing your character. Know that all things work together for the good of them that love God. And most of all, don't forsake the discipline of God because God chastens those he loves. You got to know that. You discipline your children because you love them. And you know that as long as God is disciplining you, you're in his kingdom. And you know that God has his eye on you. I know sometimes you question God like, but why though, God? This is a bit much. But know that to whom much is given, much is required. All right. So, y'all, I'm going to leave y'all with something I asked God because I was like, God, it feels more like punishment than discipline. But God spoke to me and he said, no, I'm disciplining you. With that being said, I'm going to leave you with some self-help tools to help you decipher God's will for your life and help you figure God's actions out in your life to help you figure if, okay, God, is this punishment or discipline? This is what he gave me. He said, are you doing everything you're supposed to do? Are you walking upright? Are you reading daily? Are you praying daily? If you're doing everything you know how to walk upright and you're praying daily and you're walking in God, of course, you're not going to be perfect, but you know you're on the right track, then it's discipline. However, if on the other hand, you're always saying, you know, folks love to say this, God know my heart, <laughs> and are constantly in situations that compromise your faith walks, then sis, God might be penalizing your actions, but in both, either way, stand strong in your faith and know that God is developing your character and he's strengthening you while you wait. So it's still a blessing. Count it all joy. So y'all, that's it. That's that's all God gave me this week. And I hope that helps you guys in, you know, understanding your dry season or your pruning season. Mwah. Love you and God, babe. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to hit the follow button for the Confessions of a Practicing Christian podcast to get your weekly dose of godly counsel on all things success, life, and wellness. Also follow me on Instagram at C-O-A-P-C underscore pod and also on Facebook at Confessions of a Practicing Christian. Chime in and let me know your thoughts on this week's episode.